Hello out there in the lands of the living, welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast that watches the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, again, we are in the last season, guys. Come on, catch up. My name is BT Calloway, I've already seen the entire show, and joining me as always is Elliot J. O'Neill, the man who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing over there, buddy? Oh, I am great, and uh, this is... Actually, I know we've threatened it, but yeah. this is actually going to be the last recording to take place in the Castle Hill side quest studios. Yeah, for reals this time. Like, yeah. There's other times, just just goofs, just delays. This time, for realsies. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow night I'm literally packing up the recording gear and taking it away, and it's never coming back here again. Never, ever. We're just going to burn it to the ground to make sure. It's the only- <laughs> and then salt the earth. We just watched season one, episode eight, entitled The Pointy End. Elliot J. O'Neill. What just happened? We just saw Hodor's dick. We just saw Hodor's dick. And I mean, we- sorry to jump to nudity, but it's fucking, a, that's a massive dork. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I know he's meant to be half giant and we see where all the half giant went. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I wrote uh, Hagendor, but then I don't really like it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, no, I had to look it up. Like, I don't really like to use my phone, you know, when we're doing these things, want to yeah. pay attention and review, but I just had to make sure that wasn't his actual dick there. But uh, was it a prosthetic? It was a prosthetic. It was a 14-inch prosthetic, so. <laughs> okay. I was, because th- it doesn't appear for that long, but enough to go. Jesus, it could be, but but no. It's like, why do you have a small child's arm with, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, that was, uh, I mean. It's like a baby's arm holding an apple. (laughs) It's like two eggs in a hanky. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sorry, just to get some nudity. But uh, I mean, that's that's all we really had in this one. So I had to shout it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Hodor's dong. Just, yeah. Wow, I completely forgot that was in this show. <laughs> so that was a big surprise. And so, yeah, it was a prosthetic. And uh, I just wanted to pull up this quote that I found when I confirmed it. Yeah. Uh, from Christian, you know, uh, one of the two people who have been lucky enough to guest on Thrones of Game. Um, he said in an interview about, you know, the most traumatic scenes to film, to film in yeah. Game of Thrones. He goes, obviously the death scene, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. and the nude scene, which was probably the most traumatic day of my life. I never thought I would be parading around Carrie Duff in the nip without at least being arrested <laughs> i had the added layers of humiliation because we had this mass- massive prosthetic and it had to be attached to my body with glue Ooh. and it's actually glued into your own region that did not come out quickly what? i'm telling you i felt sorry for the makeup girl these are the things you suffer for your art it was one of the worst and funniest experiences <laughs> once again shout out to a friend of the show christian yeah whatever his name is <laughs> Yeah, Hodor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, well, I mean, for everyone else playing at home, yeah, <laughs> the one where we see Hodor's dong, um, a lot actually happens in this episode. So, this yeah, is... that wasn't the pointy end, so, but, yeah. No, no. I mean... It was the bell end. <laughs> Boom, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, geez, a lot happens in this one. Rob decides to go to war. Uh, mm. This is the one where uh, Eddard Stark's been formally arrested and charged. Uh, so this is all the ripple effect from that primarily. So his name is Eddard and people call him Ned. Yes. Okay, in a show where, like, you know, Daenerys has got 14 fucking names. Yep. And, you know, there's two people named Rob and yep. Ned also has another. Yeah, it's just, ah, that's the most confusing aspect, I reckon. And fucking names. Yeah, it is the weird thing in fiction where in order to make it clear, two people very rarely have the same name. Mm. But in life that happens all the time. So Exactly. Uh, yeah. True realism in fiction would genuinely suck because yeah. <laughs> it would be confusing and weird. Uh, yeah, and before we really dive into this one, we have to just say, 
Fuck Binge. Fuck Binge. Which is oh Fo- Foxtel's streaming service. So for reasons that are long and complicated, I'm assuming you were between homes. You didn't have the HDI, uh, HDMI cable. Yeah, I accidentally <laughs> packed it up. I meant to leave yeah. it here. But, but you know, point is, you're like, oh, we'll, we'll just stream it. We'll get the you know two-week free service. Mm-hmm. The reason I bring this up is they haven't adjusted for the PAL region. So we're watching this episode and it's pitched up a little bit and everything is moving a little bit faster. And yeah. Man, some characters just sounded hilariously stupid. I know. Like, for the most part, I, you know, and I'm pedantic with this all, all sort of thing. You know, I always want to get into a TV, adjust mm. the aspect ratio, oh, I fix know. the color <laughs> saturate. The factory tint is always too high. You know, I'm totally that guy. Mm. I could forget about the pitching for the most part, but yeah, people with deep voices were the most affected. Like, Tyrion and yeah. Varys and... I thought Sansa was basically the worst one. Oh, yeah. Because the first scene we see of her, first of all, she's blurry as hell because the buffering sucks. Oh, it was constantly buffering. Yeah, and she's just really high bitch. And one of my first mm. notes is, is Sansa on helium? Like, I know it's binge. I yeah. know that's the problem, but it just... And I think it really drew some drama out of some of these scenes. So if we complain about someone's acting, to be entirely fair, it may not have been them. It may have been the format in which we watched. And yeah. it just... Every, like, this is your first introduction to uh, the water dancing master, Sierra Furel, the, the guy who's teaching Arya, mm-hmm. and he just sounded goofy as fuck. Like, I haven't heard this guy since I first watched this show. I assume he doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. But it's just such a shame that that was your first introduction to him. No, and see, this is another thing where I was, like, completely fuck Foxtel back in the day, because, yeah, yeah they were charging an absolute premium for their service where they wouldn't go to the effort of making these adjustments to make these shows uh, presented in their original format. Yeah. Like, I remember, you know, in the brief window that we had it, they'd always be, like, two or three seasons behind, like, Parks and Rec, for example, of the DVDs. You know, and then they'd finally make a big deal. Oh, we've got season five, and it's like, dude, the show's been over for a year. (laughs) Yep. And, yeah, fucking Chris Pratt sounds like a goddamn mouse, and Amy Poehler, forget about it. And, like, yeah, I don't know... Yeah, they've rebranded their streaming angle by doing this whole binge thing, and they're still giving the same shitty service. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, if I if I was HBO, I'd be kind of pissed at them. They should, quite frankly, they should be furious. They're presenting their product in an inferior format, and ever since everyone sounds goofy and ridiculous in some scenes. Like, yeah. it robs it of drama so much, and if you this is your introduction to Game of Thrones, you're going to think it's a stupid show. Yeah, well, especially because, you know, this is from this golden age of television yeah. where everything was so cinematic and well shot and well lit and stuff, and yeah, the constant buffering on this just made it look awful yep so fuck binge you stupid fucking streaming service how dare you fuck it up this badly like just adjust for region god damn yeah and and it's a 13 dollar a month service quite frankly you should expect better than that as i shouted at the tv when we first started watching just copy netflix you can you literally have the smart kid to lean over and copy off of yeah are they perfect no but they know what they're doing anyway that's the end of that fucking corner (laughs) uh what about mvp for this episode what was your most valuable part well we'll get to that in a sec but yeah just to finish that off it's just like I think, it, and I said to you when we were watching the credits that were horribly pitched up as yep. well, and we could notice that in the theme song, is that, you know, we are doing a service here. We've watched this show on a variety of different formats, yeah. and the thing we keep coming back to is Australia's HBO representative of Foxtel is just fucking it. Like, yeah. 
I think uh, we would have stuck to it on streaming if it was worth it at all. But yeah, no, we had the infamous... The second we could abandon it, we did because it was yeah. garbage. No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, MVP, uh, the sword fighter at the start, that fucking ruled. Yeah, I mean, for everyone at home, this is the, his tragic death. And this is this is possibly the first appearance of Sir Stabface. Uh, this is why Arya wants to kill him, because yeah. he killed, uh, you know, uh, what's this guy's name? Sierra Ferrell. Ferrell. Man, he just has such a smooth intro, and th- like it's a really cool thing when a show can do a fight scene where someone's totally like they're fucked. Yeah, you know? out, out ma- he's outnumbered, he's unarmored, he's got a wooden sword, and he still puts up a hell of a fight. Yeah, that he can defeat yeah four people with a wooden sword and have it sort of somewhat convincing. Yeah. Because yeah, they're not really taking their turns. They are like lunging at him one yeah. at, sort of one at a time, but it's also his movements, yeah, it makes sense to how he could do that. And then he's given each one a good bash on the head. And there's a bit where he like neutralizes the guy by catching his cape and kind of pulling it back. And yeah. it's it's just yeah, it really works. It's a great little action scene. It's one of those is this counters violence? Because he's not <laughs> there's no blood. He's bopping people with a wood sword. Yeah. No, but I mean it's a really smart move. He's using the tools that he's got. And yep. yeah, he gives them all good thwacks on the necks and get yep. them in that really annoying yep. part of the throat that if you get punched it's like I can kind of breathe, but ow! Owie, 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 owie. Yeah, it's like all these guys in armor who are getting taken down by a stick. <laughs> but it was a bit like, dude, can you not steal someone else's sword? Like, Yeah. <laughs> but uh, even then, he was definitely outgunned, outmanned, outnumbered, outplanned. <laughs> um, I just broke my pen. Oh, wait, I fixed it. Fuck, I'm good at this. <laughs> what a saga. <laughs> oh, man. Just, I, I, I never was here for it. That's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just the confidence in which that guy took that and, you know, the honor in his death and all, like, the training of Arya and... Uh, it was a good contrast of show, seeing them kind of sparring with wooden swords and then cut to, like, soldiers storming in and killing a bunch of people, mm. which I initially thought was shittily directed, and maybe it is, but then because the bit with, uh, you know, the actual wooden sword fight was so well put together, I'm like, okay, that must have been intentional because... Unless I was just second unit. Yeah. um, Or buffering, fuck, Ben. (laughs) But, yeah, also, like, because I've always wondered with Arya's uh, particular sword style, like, where she got that from, because that didn't seem... It's such a contrast to everything else you see. Yeah, especially the dude. That didn't seem like the style he was presenting either. So, Mm. yeah, this all makes sense to me now. Exactly. How about you? Who was your MVP? Ah, man. My MVP, I'm a little little tempted to... uh, Sir Barristan, who gets retired at the end, mm. uh, he just has a really good speech. And it's one of these, he, he eventually goes over to Dan Brady and becomes, you know, her, her advisor. Uh, but it's just, he just gives a really stirring speech. And uh, one of these smaller roles, but did a great job in it. Yeah. He's got this whole thing. He's like, oh, you'll be taken care of. You'll be given a keep and servants. He's like, ah, oh, I see. Uh, hall to die in and people to bury me. He's like, mm. damn, dude, nice. You took this personally and I like it. No, and uh, yeah, just <laughs> had a big tant. He took off his armor yeah. and just stormed out of there. Actually, I'm going to split this between just old guys giving rants in general, because there's a mm-hmm. great bit where Rob's now declared that he's going to march on the Lannisters, and there's this one guy who's like, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll lead the charge. He's like, nah, this other dude's going to lead. He's like, I'm not marching behind here. Me, if you put me in charge or I'm buggering off. And Rob's yeah. like, oh, really, motherfucker? Well, if you do that, when I'm done killing Lannisters, I'm going to turn around and kill you. And he's like, Fuck you, you can't do that. And then this dog <laughs> jumps on him, bites his... So goes for his dagger. The dire wolf bolts across the table, yeah. bites him. I forget what um, Rob's dire wolf is called. But uh, anyway, mm. bites off two of his fingers and he's like, oh, well, and then Rob's all calm and quiet. It's like, oh, we all know that drawing steel against your lord is a ha- killable offense. I'm sure he only meant to cut my meat for me. And he's like, <laughs> cut your fucking meat. And he kind of looks around. He's like, 
Hey, you got some tough fucking meat there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's drinking again. <laughs> like, you might want to, you know, cauterize that wound or something. He's bleeding a bunch, but it's a good <laughs> little bit of just, yeah, uh, just a good bit of dialogue back and forth that really mm. shows Rob's determination. He gets a great steely-eyed stare at this guy. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit of violence. It just shows how the Northernmen deal with violence. He's like, ah, I like it now you had a dog bite off two of my fingers. Yeah, well, I, especially because the given sentiment around everybody is that this guy's so green. Like, yeah. Uh, who, who he pisses is it, grass. Yeah, he's so green he pisses grass. And I've had people say about me, he does so much grass he pisses green, so... <laughs> I'd believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think that's going to be my MVP. And even later on, I think it's the same dude where Catelyn Stark rocks up at uh, Rob's camp and he's all like, come on, boys, let's get out of here. And then he moves everyone out because he kind of knows that Rob and Catelyn just want to have a hug. Mm. It's like, just, it's okay, mate, just uh, just hug your mum. <laughs> that's, 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 that's some nice work there, fingerless dude. Yeah, i got to say, it was a hard episode because there wasn't a clear winner of because there are so many good moments of these small little scenes. And yeah, just for the record, I really liked this episode. Yeah, yeah. very good. It jumps around a lot, but even yeah. then, it's because this just feels like there's so much going on. It's one of these ones that feels like there's the impact of something that's happened, but there's a lot of tense build-up to something else that's happening. It's Yeah, it's less of a ripple, more of a beginning of a ripple that becomes a wave now it's like what, what's going to happen now kind yeah. of thing it's yeah it's very unsettling as well which yeah i found it quite yeah. engaging not just cause and effect but cause and effect to a to another cause you know mm, that kind mm. of thing so yeah it's impressive stuff uh let's see we covered nudity so we'll just move straight to violence <laughs> so many violent m- oh notes. man i'm full of these here uh let's see sword play with it with real swords so you get all that lannister troops just massacring a bunch of people yeah and this is one where I felt like they did the whole clearly shooting these sort of big moments on a budget. Yeah. But it felt huge. Yeah, yeah. Like, even though they were doing lots of, like, closer, smaller things, mm-hmm. it felt a lot bigger. It wasn't yep. just one of these, oh, no, cut, everybody's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, although we do get, uh, I thought it was a bit of a shaky direction, but again, it could have been binge, so who knows, of uh, Arya and her first kill. Where mm. she finds her sword and this, you know, uh, I don't know what he is, like a stable boy is like, oh, you're Arya, I'm going to give you over to the Lannisters, they're going to give me stuff, whatnot. Mm. And she like stands up and he kind of drags her towards him and ac- she accidentally stabs him. But um, later on when Hot Pie is being a bastard, surprisingly, my dear sweet Hot Pie. <laughs> uh, and she's like, I stabbed a fat boy just like you earlier. It's like, yeah. she, she wasn't lying, she did. No, that's it. She, she turned that around on him and like, who knows if she really intended it, but. Fucking uh, there it was. I take it as she didn't, but also kind of necessary. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. There's actually a lot in this episode where it's, you hear people mention it later on down the line. I mean, we get, uh, just to cut away from violence for a second, Sansa writing this letter about, uh, you know, father's a traitor. That comes up in season seven. Oh, wow. <laughs> when, uh, you know, uh, Arya's all like, oh, I found this letter. They they, oh, they made right. you write. And she's like, I totally did have to write that. Yeah, so that that is the seed planted way, way back. So... I mean, if season seven did one good thing, it's it's remember its own past. Yeah. No, I mean, in retrospect, I didn't... Uh, season seven was better than six and five, in my opinion. Mm, possibly. Um, but yeah, it kind of rushed to the end. With yeah, anyway... Six and five dragged a lot more than I remembered it, so... But the other thing i got to ask in terms of the letters is, like... I mean, I don't need the show to exactly explain timelines, but... They've got a pretty swift mail service in this universe. Yeah, uh, apparently ravens can teleport. Yeah. Like, I did see someone, I think it was on Twitter or Instagram or something, who was like, 
I can I can handle, you know, the walking dead, I can handle magic, I can handle all these things, but you've already established the size of this continent is roughly the size of South America. And right. A, and a raven can only fly so fast. <laughs> it's like it would take months for this information to get around. It's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm just picturing like the ravens, like the first part of the lever is like re forward, forward, re, 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 re. <laughs> Cause there are like several responses to things that it ha- and it's like I'm, I don't buy the timeline. I'm having a good time. Yeah. But I'm just like, yeah, this is like Australia Post could learn something from Westeros like Post. Twitter could learn something. <laughs> this is fast. Everyone gets the message clearly and evenly. And yeah, yeah it's uh, when you have to hand write something, you don't maybe make as many callous mistakes. I don't know. I'm waiting. I'm still waiting for the tweet that takes me out. You know, yeah. <laughs> one day it's, 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 it's inevitable. Everyone on Twitter is eventually going to get canceled by someone else on Twitter. Hmm. It's, it's just the way of the world. Uh, let's see. Other bits of who would, have, who would have thought standing up for robot rights would have been so controversial? Yeah, I mean, not me. I'm gonna. That's a hill I live and die on. <laughs> uh, other moments of violence. Yep. Uh, frozen, handless, no smell. Oh yeah, zombie. Yeah, what? we had we got a couple of ice corpses rock up to mm. uh, Castle Black, and Sam again being being the good guy Sam always is. It's like. Shouldn't they smell? I've heard that rotting bodies... I've read in books that uh, rotting bodies should smell. Uh, why don't they smell? Oh, that's odd. And everyone mm. else is like, eh, it's a bit odd, but... And then later on, apparently the zombies set a trap. Because <laughs> hmm. they're like... Literally one is hiding behind the door waiting for Jon Snow, apparently. It's not entirely clear what the geography of this scene was. Like, was the zombie already up and waiting? Or was oh, yeah. it... Ah, it was a weird bit. It's obviously maybe not fully established what their capacities are, because later on yeah. they seem to be a little bit more more zombie esque. Just walk in a straight line directly at whatever they're trying to kill, unless they're one of the uh, you know the the Night King's main dudes. Or something. Yeah, they're the only ones that seem to have any kind of uh, sentience. Um, but no, this guy seemed to have set a trap, and you know even pulls a sword out of himself and that kind yeah. of thing. It's like, okay, I mean. Sure. No, and in a world of like overload of zombies, I do like what they do with the White Walkers to make them feel uh, less tropey zombie and more like their own threatening thing. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of actually enjoy this bit a little bit more than some of the White Walkers we have later because they are, but they basically just become zombies, really. Whereas here, he's like not altogether with it, but, you know, is a bit more physicality to him i suppose like mm. there's a bit where you know he grabs john and john just starts stabbing him in the ribs and it's not yeah. doing anything and there's that shock of why are you not being hurt and then he even cuts off his arm and doesn't bleed it's like this, this is i'm in over my head <laughs> would you like to see my bomb because <laughs> that's all i know how to do i'm chop bomb shooting i was watching and sort of thinking with this at what point does john actually become like this totally revered swordsman and battler because like really by that like it feels like it got glossed over unless i'm gonna see something soon uh, i think you get i mean he's had proper training is kind of the big deal but yeah not yeah. until well i mean not in this episode i was gonna say not until he gets long claw which was next episode yeah so or last again pew, pew, pew. <laughs> um yeah but that's really when he gets kind of a bit more uh reverence for it um yeah, yeah. anyway know. just a th- just a thought um yeah i really enjoyed this episode but i have a surprising amount of like hang-ons yeah yeah i mean i I think a lot of it is still being figured out and you know Mm. forged at this point which fair enough because yeah they do change the white walkers and (sighs) i'm trying i know true they said they i was about to say 
uh, a regular sword seems to do the job in this one, whereas later they need the dragon glass. But no, they, they set him on fire. Yeah. So that's right. And I like that bit as well. The guy's holding a lantern. John grabs yeah. it and has, has the moment of, ah, fuck, I just grabbed a burning lantern. Yeah. But it's enough. It's enough to make it feel physical and real. And yeah, like there was, uh, you know, consequence of action. Yeah, that's it. It wasn't just like a, you know, showy fight scene. There was a bit of realness in there. Yes. Um, my other violence as well is the, the fucking... Dothraki. Yep. I will say as well that um we go from John to Dan Brady again. I've now noticed they they do this a lot. Oh, that's right, because there was the burn transition. Because yes. yeah, he's burning the body there, and then there's fires happening. Um. Yep. In this whole and fucking raping and pillaging. The yep, pretty much Dothraki. You just go into town on this town, and uh, we see that pile of heads that uh the witch was talking about in the yeah. other episode. Yeah, it's pretty pretty nasty. Although, so to, like, alleviate all that kind of grimness, I was, you know, when Daenerys rocks up to Carl Drogon, she's like, oh, my moon. And he's all like, oh, my sun and my stars. Sorry, it's the other way around, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> and it's like, oh, don't you fucking hate it when couples are all cutesy and they give each other, <laughs> oh, stupid nicknames. Like, why do you call him son of a Oh, you had to be that. Shut up. <laughs> oh, I don't care. This is their schmoopy. Oh, it's that damn schmoopy. <laughs> it's like, you're my son of a You're my son of a Oh, shut up. That's all cock. You're yeah. schmoopy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Mm. So yeah, uh, and then one guy's all like, "Look, I was gonna rape this woman, and she made me stop." Carl Drogo, do something, <laughs> and he's all like, "No, I like yeah. what she's saying." And then they have a little fight about it. Yeah. Uh, so this is where he gets the wound that would end up taking him yep. out. Yep. Although arguable that it's not the wound, it's actually the witch, because ah. she's all like, "Oh, let me treat his wound. It needs to be cleaned and sewed shut." And needs a horse ghost. Maybe cursed. <laughs> Yeah, so this was this was a scene. Um, mm. I don't know where I fall on the fight scene is what I'm trying to work out. Because yeah. yeah, obviously you know to show him as a pig-headed, you know, super confident, kind of justified in it. Yeah, but I don't know. Just headbanging your way into victory was a little stupid for me. Yeah, fair. I'm gonna say I'm mostly for it. It is definitely all show because he's he. You know, this guy has a sword. He presses against yeah Do- uh, Carl Drogo's chest, and he's all like, "Ah, oh, is that it?" And it's like. Why doesn't the guy just stab you right now? But mm. he, he he does go for the swing. And to be fair, that kind of curved sword, I guess, doesn't stab very well. A vicious sickle. Yes. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's what it's called. It's just what it's called in Breath of the Wild. Mm. Yeah, that will take it. Mm. Uh, yeah, takes a swing with a vicious sickle. And uh, Drogo ducks it and dodges and pulls out two daggers, but then drops then and just goes at this guy with his hands and yeah. turns his own weapon on him and then pulls out his tongue from his gashed throat. Mm. That was a fatality. Fucking Carl Drogo wins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I do like that in amongst all that bravado, he does get the wound that will kill him. And I can't yeah. I can't remember. I don't think it's um, Genghis Khan who died of a staff infection, but like some major conqueror did. And it's like, yeah, yeah that shit will take you out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he sucks. He's a bad character. I don't know why Daenerys sees him as the sun and the stars. It's uh, He's kind of awful. <laughs> Yeah, he is all just like, yeah, look, I know they're raping and pillaging. However, that's just the way of war. It's like, mm, you're also planning to take slaves yeah. and shit. Though I kind of like the balance where, you know, um, Jorah Mamon's all like, well, they're going to take slaves and they're going to sell them for gold. And she's like, I thought the Dothraki didn't care about gold. And he's like, well, they're going to, you know, spend that gold to buy ships for you. Remember that yeah. thing you wanted? It comes at a cost. This is kind of the cost. It's a kind of a grim reality kind of moment of... You need an army, and this is what an army does, Soz. Yeah. 
too bad there wasn't any more of these interesting conflict ex- explorations in the rest of her story. Yeah, because Jorah one could be like, well, you know, I mean, unless you can find, I don't know, a big army of eunuchs somewhere that will do anything <laughs> you say and some kind of mythical creatures that will give you a massive advantage on the battlefield. But what are the odds of that? This is the way of the world. Yeah, it'd be ultra convenient if you came across them and they just, anyway. People who can't rape and pillage anything and just <laughs> will do everything. Yeah, what are the odds? I mean, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now that I think about it, that is... Seeing some compromise from Dan Brady, again, I would have loved it if the show played her as a bit more of a grey character, as someone who, yeah, is all, oh, I want to end slavery, but sometimes just has to, but if I want to win this war, I have to do shitty things. Or Yeah, well, this is what I'm liking about this season, because, like... I'm not sure who, as the audience, I'm meant to be going for, you mm. know? I guess it's generally the Starks, but also they've got their own suckiness. And then, like, I love Tyrion, of course, but yeah. I don't really want the Lannisters to win, but I want no. him to be safe. And, yeah. Yeah, because he's not really against them yet. He's still part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tyrion have a, and Bronn have a great little back and forth, as always. He's all like... Fucking amazing. Just, you know, whistling, and Bronn's like, could you shut up? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, if you're with me, you can... What do you want, Bronn? Do you want gold? Women? Golden, golden women, women. <laughs> stick with me and you can have anything it's just yeah it's it's a great little bit and it, this is again uh referencing to season seven and possibly eight is where like you know if anyone ever tries to bribe you to kill me whatever they offer you i'll beat it yeah so yeah again way to remember your own show nicely done except for all the other problems <laughs> we don't get to them for a while yep and we get the classic classic Tyrion line of when he gets surrounded by these storm crows led by shagger Mm. Shagger of Dolph. <laughs> He's like, "How would you like to die, half man?" He's like, "In bed at the age of eighty, nice yeah. and warm, with a belly full of wine and a woman's <laughs> mouth around my cock." Yeah, <laughs> saying, saying "cock" in that very Tyrian way. Mm. Look, 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 they're very strong K's. What's that? It's this. It's cock talk. <laughs> mm. Zip. <laughs> uh, yeah. But again, we actually Tyrion just threw out this episode is great. This is mm. why we love him. No, um, definitely. And um. Yeah, and then when he's introducing everybody to Tywin as well, you know, this is fuckwit, son of Dolph, and <laughs> the fucking lord of burning people. And yeah, and he's got one that's like, this is Terry, son of Terry. Yeah. <laughs> and then the best line of the episode yeah. is when this is Bronn, son of, um, and Bronn's like, oh, you wouldn't know him. <laughs> so good. God, I just, ah, oh, so well. It, he is the comedic timing of, yeah, both those two. That's why they're, they're an enjoyable pairing yeah. in this show. They've got amazing timing. Yeah. And I want to take that as, you know, fucking who cares, that, mm. that being his attitude. But I also kind of want to take as like a hipster thing. Uh, he's a really obscure lord. You probably don't know him. <laughs> Uh, but even then, we get a great bit from Tyrion where he's all like, um, mm. Tyrion's making the deal with explaining the deal he made with the Stormcrows to Tywin, and he's like, all right, fine. He's like, well, and the Stormcrows are all like, if you betray us, I'll cut off your manhood and feed it to the goats. Yeah. Like, Sorry, no, I'll cut off your manhood. Yes, yes, I know, and you'll feed it to, to the, the goats. goats. <laughs> We've been through this multiple times. I like just... We've discussed the terms and conditions. Of how are you going to chop my dog? We've done this. <laughs> and I like that kind of impetus. We haven't seen them do it, but we get the idea they've been traveling long enough that he's made this threat like five or six times. Yeah, and um, yeah, I didn't have this context for the uh, other episode is that, yeah, Tyrion had to travel with them as terms mm. of the agreement. And yep. like... Yeah, that's a, even extra funnier that he was knocked out for the entire battle. Uh, like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then I also like that later on when he's threatening Pycelle, he says, cut off your dog and have it fed to a goat. Like, ah. But there's no goats around. So he learned something from his Stormcloak mm. friends. 
Uh, Storm crows, rather. Storm cloaks are from Skyrim. Uh, but speaking of coats, uh, one of the Tyrion's wearing one of their cloaks. So yeah. it's like, oh, he, he was a bit chilly and obviously bartered for it. Again, it's a, it's a little detail that tells a story. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Are we done for violence? Uh, I think so. Yeah, that's all, all right. my violence. Comment on the heart of this episode. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Um, a bit of Rob and Allbrain is a really sweet scene. He's all like, I'm traveling mm. off to war. You need to look after this place and your brother and listen to Mace to Carl Baron. Yeah, and the little brother coming in as well. God, uh, so much yeah. so much heartbreak. That said, Rickon, again, is he meant to be psychic? Because he walks in and, you know, Allbrand's like, no, don't worry. Rob will be yeah. back. They'll all be back. And Rickon's just like, no, they won't. It's like, what? Are we again setting you up as being the psychic dude? I'm so confused. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, and then we cut to Allbrand's praying and Osha walks up and, you know, has a little chat. And uh, she looks like she belongs in the cure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my note for her was, yeah, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, we've <laughs> definitely got those 80s, early 90s cloth vibes. Yeah, yeah. She seems a little bit more insane than usual. Yeah, she obviously calms down when she realizes, I'm the only adult here. I have to shed the insanity and just be like a person. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the ha- person has to rise to the challenge, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, that was a good scene. I don't have a lot of notes on it, but there's talking about gods and there's no, yeah. there's, they've cut down all the trees in the south to make all their buildings, so there's no trees and it's, it's good. Good little bit. Yeah. Similarly, I don't have much notes on the Varys and, um, Ned Stark scene other than that. Yeah. I like them. They're very good actors. Yeah. <laughs> Although Varys is dressed completely differently. He's yeah. in like a black hoodie and I'm like, what is going on? Mm. But later on, he's in his usual robe, so I'm a bit confused. <laughs> I like that he's the one who has to deliver the compensation plan. I don't know. It's just like, now when we fire this dude, yep. Cersei will say he's redundant, and you do the compensation. And Baelish, if you can just, if you got a zinger, like, yeah. you you're a the zinger, comic just relief. Like, just, just shoot out that zinger, we'll all be good. Everyone have a chuckle. Yeah, that's what, I guess that's what he's there for. He's like court comic relief, but yeah. not more like a jester, mm. more like a, yeah, just a wingman, you know. <laughs> more like a naked knight. Whoa. I'm surprised that got a laugh. Like, well, I mean, I think if if people make jokes in court, you have to laugh. Mm. Yeah, uh, especially from the people who are standing up there next to the oh point, yeah. pointy if chair. If you're standing next to the pointy chair, or if you're on the pointy chair, yeah. you laugh at those jokes. I want to see a guy holding up a sign that just says applause or <laughs> laughter. <laughs> Seriously, laugh, or else this kid will fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe that sol- solves our other problem. We're like, how do the guards always know what horrible thing Joffrey wants to do? Yeah. It's, it's a guy with a big card saying, the subtext of this is he means murder him. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot to put on a single placard, but I imagine that. Lord of subtext how do we interpret these events <laughs> master of subtext yeah you got the master of coin the master of whispers the master of ships and the master of subtext yeah <laughs> i like it i'm gonna put that down as a possible title although the title's probably fuck binge mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i guess that leads us to the um the big scene with uh, joffrey in the chair and uh, yep. uh sansa pleading for mercy yeah. and stuff and again this is a scene i feel like was robbed from the high-pitched squeakiness of how sansa sounded i feel like yeah Sophie Turner was doing a good job, but it just sounded bad. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, and it sucks because, yeah, there's a lot of emotion in her voice and Joffrey looks like, you know, willing to compromise, but there's one thing. And yep. Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree. Uh, but w- one thing I did notice as well is that Cersei's the Brady one in this one. Ah, all the confidence in there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Dan, not so much before, but yeah, Cersei. Yeah. Also, Maester Pycelle, kind of a dick. 
Oh, yeah, for all of his fucking, oh, the God show mercy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like the show was actually bigging him up to be a bit, had more involvement in this. For real. Like in this one, they're sitting around and you're talking to Sansa. Oh, by the way, your dad's a traitor. And she's yeah. like, what? And then Pycelle's all like, well, you're no longer fit to marry the kin. For the seed of traitorism will surely be traitorism again. It's like, is, is treachery meant to be hereditary here? What yeah. the fuck, dude? <laughs> and then later on, he's like, oh, well, treason is treason. And, you know, Sansa's all like, he was like high on opium. He wouldn't yeah. have known what he's talking about. Come on. So it's by you. And he was like, oh, boy. Oh, I, don't, I'm sure. I think leading into, yeah, your observation that, yeah, he's probably a lot more with it than the thing in Joe. Uh, sorry. Got to go grab uh, yeah. our Uber Eats. Yep. yep. Just for full Renegade, we're sponsoring Uber Eats. That's Uber Eats, everybody. You, you know about it. I don't need to plug that. Pew, pew, pew. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm just trying to figure out what we're on. Um, I think I was actually good for the episode besides the final scene, but... Mm-hmm. um, Oh, that was that. Hey, we also got the uh, the groundwork for when the scout rocks up and they catch him and he's all... And then Rob lets him go, making it look like it's a mercy and he's try, oh, yeah. trying to send a message to, t- to Tywin being like, we're coming for you, but instead is like, we're going to go the other direction and let the, the scout be... Uh, accidentally deceive Tywin. This is a good bit. Yeah, especially with the yeah, the number of 20,000 and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. Definitely. Yeah, cuz I remember in the last episode I was like I'm not really sure what was going on here. Now I get it. Mm. So, thank you episode. It's almost like this was supposed to be watched in a certain order. <laughs> but that's not how we do. Pew pew pew. Uh man, I think I'm just going to run through some notes. Have you got anything specific left? Uh the well, yeah, the other fuck binge was that um you know, Binge had, like, the recap for the previous episode, so mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously I had to hit skip recap, la 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 la. And it didn't even get all the way to the end of the recap. No. There was still, like, a little bit, like... I mean, even though, like, I can piece together a lot of, like, what's already happened in the show, like, yeah. I do feel annoyed any time it gets yeah. roughly spoiled. And, I mean, kudos to all of you listeners who haven't fucking dropped the ball on that one and tagged mm. me in something that <laughs> references the early seasons or anything. Yeah. And there's a fun little video of a uh, bad lip reading. I keep meaning to show you, but like, no, no spoilers. Well, the funny thing is, I had seen that like ah, okay. ages ago. Yeah, we had uh, absolutely but, no context. And yeah, I keep wanting to watch it again. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's the thing. I don't want to potentially spoil any of these back scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's all my notes. Yep. Um, whole thing starts with you know uh, the the water dancing master, mm. and he's all like, "Ha, left high." Left low, and then I, later on, I'm just like, left high, left low, will you let me go faster? <laughs> because everything is queen. Um, I have a wood sword, I killed all four of you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a great line, uh, it'll come up again, of what do we say to the god of death? Not today. I just, yeah. I just like to contract the two, not today, god! <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a good bit, it'll come up. Mm. Uh, let's see, again... Uh, Owing to the characters staying themselves throughout, Varys has the line. Eddard's all like, Oh, who do you serve, Varys? And Varys' is like, I serve the realm. It's like, Yeah, he sticks to that throughout. Mm. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a line of, Sam, you're a coward, but you're not stupid. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, someone else gets a sort of similar line as well. Mm. Um, I don't remember, though. But yeah, it's, it's someone like, Yeah, you're not brave, but you're, you're not stupid. And it's like, So does that mean the, these brave, tough people are stupid? Um, yes. <laughs> I saw a good quote, and hang on, can I remember? It's like, um, bravery is doing something uh, doing something knowing it might hurt, but so is stupidity. That's why life is hard. Ah. 
Uh, let's see. We've got a little of, of Rob, Theon, and Maester Carl Baron sitting around. Theon is 12 years old. Mm. Like, he is so young in this one. It's like Even in, <laughs> even in the next episode, he didn't look this young. So, I don't Something about the hair? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but there's a good bit. I oh, know. Sorry. This is the bit you were referencing where uh, Rob's hand is shaking after he's given orders. Ah, yeah. And Theon's like, are you afraid? Good. Rob's like, Rob's like why is that good? Because like, it means you're not stupid. He's like, yep. Yep. Works. Theon's a really hard character to track throughout this show. Yeah, he's like, I keep waiting for someone to be mean to him and that be why he turns later on. And yeah. He just, I don't think it's there. I mean, I know, I think the idea is meant to be throughout his whole life. He never felt like he, you know, belonged with the Starks. But even then, they seem to be treating him pretty well here. So Yeah, yeah, yeah Rob's right-hand man. Yep. Oh, uh, actually, yeah, one other note I had on the um, Dothraki. It's really interesting that, like, the Dothraki ended up being a language that you can, like, learn on Duolingo and stuff mm-hmm. because they clearly suck. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like trying to learn the language of the Empire. Wait, they all spoke English. <laughs> Never mind. Like, yeah, learning the language of the bad guys. Like, yeah, I don't know. These people are, well, I, mean, I guess they're fun here, I suppose. Like, not in this episode, but, you know, they ride horses and, and they don't have a wor- word for, I disrespect this person. They just spit. <laughs> like, they're, they're already a guttural, unpleasant Look, language to listen to. What is words but spitting without spit? <laughs> you can quote me on that. We're not flying. We're falling with style. <laughs> we're not talking. We're spitting with style. Exactly. Uh, let's see. The scene with uh, Catelyn and Lysol, uh, her sister. Uh, yeah, and also Robin. And Robin is a dipshit. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so is Lysol, quite frankly. They have a, she has a good point in the end of like, uh, if I go to the War of Lannisters, they're going to kill my son. I don't want to do that. So we're all just going to stay here. But just is the worst at it. Because mm. Catelyn mm. walks in and is like, you've had this message since this morning about my husband being in prison. She's like, well, it was addressed to me, not you. And it wasn't a fuck up with the postal service. It was <laughs> a human error. Look, those supersonic ravens that fly yeah. incredibly quickly—that <laughs> was had my name on it, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. She sucks, but oh well. She also gets thrown out of Moondor, so that's we've seen that. Hmm. Uh, oh, is she Baelish's wife? Uh, yeah. Uh, Ages from now. That's thought her. I recognized her. Yeah, yeah, and her awkward little kid. Hmm. Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah, and that's the one that like Sansa has, like mm-hmm. uh, the castle, and he kicks it over. Yeah, yep. that little prick. That little fucker. I'm mean, hungry. He, he's clearly been coddled his entire life, so not his fault, but also he's his been fault. coddled in the entirety of this scene. That's entirely true. Uh, we cut to Sam being a chicken plucker. So let's write down Sam's a chicken plucker. But he's not the chicken pluckers to some. He's only plucking chickens till the chicken plucker comes. <laughs> so uh, John gets himself grounded because that annoying guy who becomes uh, yeah. Leader later is all like, oh, not only are you a bastard, you're a bastard of a traitor bastard. And he's like, why did not I just cut your face a little? <laughs> but everyone pulls him off and yada yada. Yeah. I was like, everything got grounded. He's yeah. like, you're confined to chambers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we know what that means. Yep. You've, you're going in the naughty corner, Jon Snow. Yep. Uh, we get Sam, who's all like, oh, I knew they'd rise because they've been touched by a white walker and only fire will stop them for good. I read it in, in a book. book. <laughs> he said it. Yep. He and said it, the same thing. But then he's like, I hope the walls are high enough. And then it pans up and it's like, fuck me, are those walls high enough? <laughs> Holy crap. That's It just keeps going. Yeah. And I believe that is me out of notes. Yeah. All right. Well, if that's you out of notes, me out of notes, we must ask our final question. How did we get here? Well, the Malita uh, Birdies told me that the next episode is called You Win or You Die. Well... It's a multiple choice there. There's like um, you better get it right. Yeah. 
Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm going to see some people win and some people die. That seems fair. I don't think I'll see anyone lose because that's not one of the options. So it's not cake or death, it's win or die. Yeah. So, okay, <laughs> still. We'll have a firmer, firmer or consequences. All right. Well, until next time, I've been BT Calloway. That's been LH O'Neill. Goodbye. And for now, our watch is ended. Thank you.